What's going on, everyone? This is Mike Sleer with the My Two Real Life Podcast. It is February the 2nd, 2023, and I'm coming from you from my garage, the man cave on the Gold Coast of Australia, for another episode of the My Two Real Life Podcast. Today, we'll break down the Anaheim 2 Supercross, some riding I've been doing, and yeah, just kind of more dad life, family talk, kind of relatable stuff that, uh, you know us guys do and gals that you know live that two-wheel life that balance that is also hard before we get into the podcast you got to hear about the sponsors <clears throat> i know the ones that keep me riding the ones that keep me looking good big thanks to mx store the are powering this podcast the largest range of motorcycle parts and accessories in australia really proud to be part of this company um great people Super aggressive, like I said, largest range. Get over there from you know, anti-rust to Ballard's product to Yoshimura pipes to FMF pipes to Maxxis tires. They've We've got it all over there, and I suggest you check it out. So get over to mxstore.com.au. No discounts there, man. So it's 2, 2 p.m. promise, same-day shipping, premium brand, premium products, done right so mxstore.com.au thanks for supporting this podcast crew intense cycles of course the ones that keep me sane that i get to you know get my fix in get try to shake that dad bod probably each and every morning tracer 29 or tracer 279 primer 29 i've had some guys ride the bikes lately and they don't know what to do but check them out the primer s the tracer s the ferrari red cody fletcher jeff steber did an amazing job designing these things and it is jeff i'm sorry cody fletcher's the lead designers last week at intense i want to thank cody for all he's done you know the wingman for jeff when it comes to design the mclaren look the forward thinking attitude Man, it is an absolute honor to be able to work with you. Cody's an amazing rider himself. I don't know what he's up to for his next chapter, but thank you for all you do, Cody. You're a good friend. You're a great guy. Um, I can't wait to see you next, but it's a big loss for our crew at Intense. I'm sure they will. Uh, they have something in the pipeline, but yeah, get over to IntenseCycles.com or .com AU to see the latest Intense Cycles. The Primer 29, Primer 279, and honestly, the bike I ride majority of the time is my Sniper XC Fro. Um, my good friend Bobby Blinko just picked up his Sniper XC. Can't wait to see that build. He got off a competitor's bike. People are jumping ship in Oz getting on that bike, and also stoked my good friends in North America. Mike Diorio is now left the Specialized Group, Santa Cruz Group, all his smorgasbord of bikes, and back on Intense. So, like I said, the brand's product speaks for itself. Plenty of stock. A lot of good things. Use Sleater underscore 10 at checkout for 10% off your intense bike of choice. Trust me, you want to be part of this brand. Big things happening. And, of course, Rhino Power. Rhinopower.com or au.rhinopower.com for... 15% off your Rhino Power. I, um, it's hot in Australia right now. It's humid. I'm, my garage door is open. I'm sweating. I really rely on the hydration. Um, <clears throat> balances BC double A's for recovery. A balanced hydration mix. Really good flavor. Not overdone. Um, great stuff, man. Helps me recover. Helps me stay hydrated. And also, the amino acids have been putting more volume in the normal. So, really stoked to, uh, you know, have Rhino Power involved in my program, um, big part of my my daily usage of supplements. So get over to Rhino Power, check it out. Uh, ambassador program globally, become a Rhino Power ambassador in Australia or North America. Great crew, Jeremiah Dylan Dean, Ryan McCarthy, and of course Rhino himself. Yeah, Rhino speaks for himself, the man that just can't be broken. If you want a good, uh, some good entertainment, some knowledge drops, Rhino's got some great insight to Moto. So get over to Rhino Power Global to check out Rhino Power himself. Man, I don't agree with all of it, but I do think it's uh, it's worth checking out, man. He definitely uh, has some knowledge to drop after all he's done in the sport. Uh, Maxxis Tires. Man, I choose Maxxis Tires on my Moto. The STIT kind of go-to tires of choice. Um, I've been using the paddle a little bit, 
for some sand. We'll talk about that soon. Um, Mason uses the Maxxis tires. They come stock both on our gas gases, so we know the KTM group does not put bad product on their bikes. So I trust Maxxis. McGrath trusts Maxxis. Todd Waters, Australian multiple champion, multi-time champion, trusts Maxxis in off-road and moto. Axel Hodges trusts Maxxis and many others. So get over to Maxxis or get over to mxstore.com or Maxxis Tires in North America to get your very own. Maximum Racing Oils, stoked to have them back. Lusty's bringing that product back to life here in Oz. Maximum Crew always killing it. Of course, the dogger, Ron Lachine, leading it the way. Trevor Reese, feet on the boots on the ground, on his bicycle. His intense cycle is probably um, ripping or moto. Hell of a rider on two wheels. Amazing marketing genius. You probably saw him at a trade show if you were in North America. And, of course, Danny Massey leading the way um, globally. Amazing product. I'm looking at my shelf from Chain Wax, Fab One, Suspension Clean, Contact Cleaner, the, my favorite, one of my favorites, Matte Finish, the SC1 Spray, MPPL. I use it all. And, of course, the BioWash. I built, rebuilt Mason's bike the other day, and I literally used almost every product to make sure it's done right. And one of the really, really cool products, I'm going to dip into my counter real quick. It is the um, assembly grease, right? They used to manufacture this for Pro Circuit's team. They've been a longtime sponsor of Pro Circuit. The assembly lube from Maxima is a red like lube that guys like Paul Parabinos, the lead guy at Renthal, built Dean Wilson's bike with. This assembly lube on all the hardware. It's you, When you see that red lube on all those factory bikes, uh, hardware, their bolts, when they're rebuilding them, that's the Maxima assembly lube. So... Maximum Racing Oils, check it out, mxstore.com.au sells it. Of course, many, many retailers in the States, but Factory Kawasaki, Pro Circuit Kawasaki, and of course, uh, myself. I use it. I've been using it for a long time. I, I date myself, and yeah, thanks to Maximum Racing Oils. Stoked to be a part of them. And TLD, Chorley Designs, new for me. I can't even believe I'm saying it. Yeah, running that gear this year. Really stoked. Um, the Lusty crew got me on board. I haven't connected with uh, Randy Villade back in uh, North America, but stoked to be on TLD. We have some pretty cool projects in the works here in Oz. And I get to go to Mammoth this year, and that's a big place for Troy Lee, and I am excited to be repping Troy Lee Designs. Um, the product is actually, not actually, I'm actually blown away, sorry, um, by the tech. You know, it's known for its fashion, its culture, its look. But the tech and the fit has absolutely blown me away. The helmets, um, yeah, it's it's amazing gear. I'm it's wearing the vintage stuff right now because it's hot in summer in Australia. So yeah, check out Troy Designs over at MX Store as well, or at your retailer in North America. And ODI grips and bars, this is new for me as well. Man, stoked! I helped develop the ODI lock-on grip, and it is the first and First and the best lock-on grip, in my opinion. Comes stock on all Austrian models. Um, I love it. My kid uses it. He, he's learning to get go faster, and he's pushing himself. So those fall-downs and shredding grips, that doesn't happen if it, it, anymore. He he has that hard end. Takes a lot to, to wear those grips out. Um, really stuck. Find the great balance of comfort, reliability, easy to change. That is ODI. And their bars, I'm running the RC4 low, and it's awesome, man. Really stoked on the bars. Um, can't really say it's making me faster or better, but I'm really stoked to be part of the ODI program for grips and bars in 2023. So, yeah, that's it, man. Sponsors, sponsors, sponsors. It makes the world go round, but I'm really stoked to be involved with those companies. So get over to your local retailer or, of course, mxstore.com.au and get that product. Um, it's February 2nd, like I said, busy, another busy week, I'm, damn, I'm staying consistent after the new year, but I'm tired, it is, uh, Wednesday night here in Australia, and I just wanted to make sure I stayed in the rhythm, get on this thing, because I don't know if I'm tired from just screaming, yelling at the TV on a Sunday afternoon when I watch the race here, um, we are a day behind everyone in america so we get to watch it sunday midday i waited um 
till later in the afternoon because we went to Coulomb for a practice day and I just took my phone off and no socials, which is healthy in its own right. And speaking of Coulomb, me and Mace went up to Coulomb. That is round one of the Sunny States, which is the Queensland State Series, the largest one. Um, and Coulomb is a gnarly sand track. I cannot... I'm, I'm not... You know, Southern California guy, we don't have sand tracks. We have Kahia, DG, a little bit of DG sand at Glen Helen. But the, the dirt drifts around, so we're used to, like, f- drifting around, f- farting around. I rode Central with Rhino back in the day to, to man myself up. That was more of a river bottom sand. So bottom line, we didn't have sand. I've ridden Lomel. I've ridden other sand tracks in Europe. Um, and Coulomb definitely compares. Coulomb is just, like, black beach sand. Um, it's... Typical super smooth in practice, and by the third practice, it is whooped out and gnarly. And Dean Ferris is up there looking looking good. Uh, MX Stores, Joel Evans, uh, Luke Clout, CDR, uh, Yamaha was up there, and a host of other bandits like myself having a good time or struggling around. Sand brings out all the flaws. Let me just say that I was at 15 minute sessions. I literally can make it four laps with proper technique then I started buckling it's quite frustrating but for me it's quite stimulating and challenging at 42 years old and not getting faster and not willing to go as fast as that I know what it could do I understand the uh the what it takes to go that fast I understand what I need to do but the brains tell me not to so in rougher terrain especially sand I can use you know racecraft or riding technique to help me ease and bridge that gap to the guys that are more Cindy. Of course, I'm somewhat fit still. I thought um, I'm anaerobically fit from cycling and mountain biking and other cross training, but I don't ride my dirt bike as much as I'd like. And that's really still once a week. But a sand track like Coulomb brings it out. And um, yeah, I had a great time. But let me just tell you. It was quite frustrating. My good friend Robbie, the sheriff, Marshall, ran me down. We'll be racing each other in the 35-plus class um, up there. A lot of vets for Sunny Coast, but you got to get in there. You got to you gotta break it down. You got to show those um, low points to, to work on things. So I'll ride this week again, stay consistent, get some practice in, and go from there. Mason, I couldn't be more proud, man. He was the practice after me, and I got off off the track, and I was like, I cannot believe these 65s and some 50s are getting around this track. And Coulomb, I suggest you YouTube it or check it out, Google it. This is the track that the Lawrence boys grew up riding, and I know it's been a long time since they've been there, but this is the platform that their dad used and another local like sand track in the hills, or not hills, but out in, you know hidden in the, in the trees called Roy's Road. Is what I use to practice, and if you can ride Coulomb, man, and you can get through there, you are ripping. So Mason, you know, he's getting the no sand, and it's deep, and he's struggling. But <clears throat> fifteen minutes, the three fifteen-minute motos on a sixty-five around a gnarly sand track. I couldn't have been more proud. He gave it his all. It was hot. We had a great day of riding because. We just have to enjoy it. We went up there knowing what we were getting ourselves into. And, um, you know, he was quite frustrated in himself sometimes. I'm like, man, you are doing so good. You're getting around a track that is absolutely treacherous with a 12-inch rear wheel, 65, making his shift points, learning to stand up. So that's cool. I was stoked to see him um, challenge himself and get stimulated. And, yeah, it's cool to to see these kids upset to see him frustrated and to talk him off the ledge because they are doing so well. Um, if your dad and you're, and you're yelling at your kid at Glen Helen or Coulomb or these gnarly tracks, I'd suggest you get your fat ass out there, go for, for a lap around the track like I do, and then you'll have a lot more respect for your son or daughter that's making their way around it. So that's what I was up to on the moto. Um, kind of a bummer. Port to port staged mountain bike race I was signed up for coming up shortly. It has been canceled due to weather. Tracks and trails that they were going to use are still not dry from a year or a year and a half of rain. So that's a bummer. I'm trying to find my next thing for mountain bike after national champs to focus on for endurance. 
But I'll head down to Threadbow next weekend, which is our large mountain range that gets snow in Australia, 13-hour drive, to check out National Champs, the Cannonball Festival, and I'll race the All-Mountain Assault on the Primer 2.9er. Um, I don't think I'll race the Tracer 2.79. I'm loving the Primer 2.9er for my All-Mountain bike. Um, splitting hairs a little bit. But, yep, next up for me on the calendar is Cannonball Festival. I'll race that on Tuesday in two weeks, and then I will come straight home and race Coolum. So i got to get some motos in beforehand. But yeah, all is good, man, on that front. So let's dive into it. Supercross. Supercross Futures will open it up with. Pretty cool. I'm stoked. It was a it was an interesting um, dynamic, right? Um, before we get into the, the results, there was a rider of Cole Davies, number 17 on a Yamaha from Waitoki, New Zealand. Waitoki, maybe I'm wrong. Uh, getting that wrong, but he rides for the Josh Coppins JCR Yamaha team in under the tutelage of Ben Townley. I ran into Ben Townley at the All Supercross where we talked about Cole Davies. I told, you know, for what it's worth, you know, I'll send Donnie Lutz, the, um, Dave Prater, and the crew an email how well Cole's riding because I'm not that far disconnected yet. Every day I'm more disconnected from the North American team, but my they still trust that if I say someone's good, they believe it. Well, of course, Ben Townley has a heavy, heavy, <laughs> comes with a heavy name, and um, not that they didn't trust him. Long story short, they allowed Cole Davies to come over to race, and I got to see what he did. So we'll get into his results later, but what a cool platform, right? Um, for these riders to get out there under the lights and make it happen. Lap times didn't surprise me. They're running some, you know, 8th place to 15th place lap times, some of the guys, they're fast, but you saw their, uh, the ugly head of the pressure, you know, get to some of them, and this is what it is supposed to, supposed to breed, these riders, some riders that went down, Noah Viney, um, you know, he went down, other riders got hurt, and that's just all part of it, right, a lot, my day, a lot of us rookies, we just absolutely worked at the futures races, so, to see these riders getting a platform to learn a little bit on a stage, it's great entertainment, great racing, is absolutely amazing. And uh, I want to give a shout-out to Talon Hawkins. I was on the Gypsies podcast and talking about, you know, what's he do next, and his his old man actually wrote me kind of upset with what I said, and then it was out of con. I think he took what I said out of context. Is like, if he doesn't succeed, where does he go? Well, the kid ripped the last... Main was leading in third. He has a talent. I'm just stoked it's actually coming to fruition. I was making a statement about what happens if he doesn't. Not that he couldn't. He's on the trajectory to get there. Has he gotten there yet? No. But it's cool to see he'll be lining up for the East Coast. Um, Rockstar's been plagued with injuries. Um, and I want to say Talon's interview on the on the. Uh, um, TV broadcast was sick. Didn't do the sponsor. He just was pumped to be there. The kid's a super rad SoCal surfer, snowboarder, super talented kid. So shout out to Alan Hawkins. Never hated on him. I've got tagged in a few posts. Just stated the scenario, used him as a scenario, and it's cool to see him coming to fruition. Um, yeah, it's great. It's super good. So let's get in the results. Top five. Hayden Deegan, man, he was fast, made some mistakes, same similar to Jet Lawrence. Am I worried about it? Nah, he was a lot of hype. Could you imagine the pressure that young man was feeling? No, I can't, never would have, never, never, never gonna, but not worried about it. We have to see what he's made of. He was fast in practice, not the fastest though. Um, so that's, that's right, Hayden Deegan, P5, Cole Davies, Watoki, New Zealand, that's the kid I was talking about. Check him out. He's coming back for more. Got big things coming for this kid. Um, if he's working with Ben Townley, <laughs> you know he's going to have. He's going to be ready to play. Number third place, Talon Hawkins. Broke it down about him. Good ride. Stoked for him. Rad family. They're not my fans, I guess, after Gypsies podcast. But I mad respect and hope for the best. For, I heard he's racing Houston this weekend. Casey Cochran, he is a B rider still, or just an A rider, um, on the Rockstar Husqvarna. He rode really good. He looked a little loose, 
But, you know, I think he is someone to look out for in the future. He's got a, lo- a little more time than ha- Hawkins. Hawkins is a year ahead of him. So for him to beat him and other riders, that's showing you his future is quite bright. Then Daxton Bennett. Daxton was on my Orange Brigade program when he was on a 50. Amazing family. Amazing kid. Super polite. Um, trains with Deegan's on a tryout ride with Star Yamaha and was very polished. He wasn't the fastest, but he was the best that night. So congrats to Daxton Bennett on winning the Supercross Futures. And uh, yeah, I think it's a great program. I'm stoked to see it the way it should be. Not an amateur day like it was back when I was in the States. So they've definitely sorted it out, that's for sure. Going into the... SX2 or the lights class or whatever it's called these days, the 250F class, go into uh, what a wild freaking night, man. On the edge of my seat. Couldn't believe it. Um, some key guys that we want to talk about here, right? Um, let's do it. I just had a major brain fart. Cameron McAdoo and RJ Hampshire need ODI grips. <laughs> they need the the half waffle ODI grips because clearly their hands blowing off caused some major accidents. I'm, I'm, I, I'm two of the dudes that are absolute warriors went down hard and uh, major upset. We've already lost a few guys in the series, but to lose those guys that night, I thought I had RJ on my ham, uh, RJ on my fantasy team, RJ on my Hampshire, <laughs> RJ on my fantasy team, and man, it, that didn't go well for me. Um, yeah, RJP11 at with a 122.13 for 12 points, finishing 11th. Um, unfortunate man, pretty much, yeah, w- giving way too many points to uh, Jet Lawrence. And you got Dylan Walsh in P10 and uh, Phil Nicoletti, dude. I'm a fan, you know that. This guy's bad. 69 with the lights on his clamps. That was a, a Feld thing I heard. For the crowd to recognize the leader. I thought it was a um, Club of Mex thing, but he, he didn't even know he had him on, I guess. And uh, yeah, he had a solid night with a 12-3-19. Hey, he got on the box on that second man. He had it. The pressure succumbed to him. But dude, you got to give it to the guy. He's sticking to the process. <laughs> he, got, I, he, he freaked out. He was pumped up, but... A ninth overall with a 12-3-19. Um, yeah, unfortunate that last moto, but stoked for that Muckoff FXR Club of Mexico Yamaha team. They're absolutely killing it. P8, Pierce Brown, rough night. The 2-13-8, kind of doing Pierce Brown things, right? Just up and down. And very much the opposite is Derek Kelly of AEO KTM, 10-5-7. Talk about Mr. Consistency, man. This kid is an absolute weapon on the AEO Power Sports KTM. Derek Kelly, you know, he's my go-to in fantasy if I can get him. He is an absolute weapon, and he just, you know, come from a rough end of his amateur career a few years back and off-road to stay alive racing and makes his resurgence the last couple of years to just you make it a household name. So stoked for Derek Kelly. Cameron McAdoo, or McAdoo, 8.75. How's that? 8.75 after that crash in practice. And those photos online. Are you kidding me? His arm. This guy. He just needs to change the narrative of the crashing. But I think he will, man. He's got some time off to heal. I just can't believe it. He's, I, mean, I can't believe it, but the guy is an absolute warrior. Hats off to Cameron McAdoo for just being a warrior, soldiering through, salvaging points. He's still in it because anything can happen, as we know. He proved it. P5, Max Volan on the Red Bull KTM, 7, 8, 4. Expect more, man. I, I just want more. I know it's, it's, it's a great rebound after not making the main, but with McAdoo and Hampshire, that hurt. He needs to be up. In that you know two three spot, I feel I think he has more speed than Styles, but Styles proved me wrong. P four, Mister Consistency again. Mitchell Oldenburg on the Smart Top Moto Concepts Racing Honda five four six. 
Ah, he just he just seems to be a little invisible. But man, what a strong ride, P four. That's he's amongst a bunch a bunch of factory riders, just off the cusp. So, stoked for Mitchell, uh, Mr. Freckle himself, great rider. Styles Robertson, Styles for miles on the Monster Energy Yamaha Star Racing six one three. Dude, stoked to see a moto win. Got himself up there, right? Did his thing and um. Confidence is a huge thing with these guys. He's got some confidence now. Let's see what happens, right? Styles, known him since he's a young kid. Um, put the work in. He's uh, had a few rough years, but uh, he's young still, man. He's been around, but he's young and he's he's got a bright future. And I hope the best for Styles, and I hope he can keep it on two wheels and get some footing. Jet Lawrence three six one cannot get that monkey off his back on that team Honda HRC when it comes to the triple crowns. He just, just the front end wash of that staircase, just like Hayden's and many other riders had that tricky Anaheim, that moisture coming out at night, that marbles. I've ridden it many times. Um, not the level these guys are, that's for sure, but I've ridden it. I've been on that soil at night, and it, it, it it's ugly. You know, head rears up at you, and uh, it, it's gnarly. So, Jet Lawrence, you could tell that he was not pumped on that second overall. Went away that last moto, was wanted to make a statement, and he did. But Levi Kitchen didn't really want to challenge him with a 4-2-2. Levi Kitchen on his Monster Energy Star Yamaha wins his first Supercross. And what a rad kid. Watched him grow up in the scene. Got to race him in 125 races at Mammoth. And he's just a rad kid, man. Um, I really like his flair. I like his style. You know, he's similar to Jason Anderson. Once again, just like his teammate Styles, confidence is, is a very, very, uh, very good drug. So, congrats to Levi Kitchen. He wrote a great night in that triple crown format. I look for him to continue uh, this theme moving forward. He's got to stay healthy. He had a rough year last year. He's only raced five supercrosses, so that's pretty impressive that he's got his win only within five supercrosses. So, a hot take on the lights class is Jet Lawrence's. Walking away, um, it's going to be the battle of these these younger guys, Styles Robertson, Levi Kitchen, Max Volan, to see if they can step. I don't step up. I don't know if Hampshire's hurt or not. It looks like it. Um, we know Cameron McAdoo's going to be rehabbing as well. So I really look to see these guys like Styles and Levi, um, Max Volan, to step up, be assertive in that next spot, get some confidence, and then maybe even you get the likes of Mitchell Oldenburg. You know, landing on the box with some circumstance, and maybe you'll get um, Pierce Brown up there as well. Enzo Lopes had an off night, you know, with uh, with his scores. He just seemed off. I don't know if there was an injury. But, yeah, Nicoletti, keep it up. The guy's a weapon. Love his style. On to 450s. Top 10, breaking it down. Well, let me just go into P11, 9-10-10, Christian Craig. You got... It's just deep, so deep. It's just crazy, right? Um, the field is deep, you know. Um, you can start with the heavy hitters like Justin Hill in P14, 14, 13, 7, Dean Wilson, 13, 12, 12, Cole Nichols, 12, 14, 11, Christian Craig, 9, 10, 10, Joyce Savacci, 10, 9, 9. Lap times don't lie. Where you qualify is kind of where you where you finish, right? That's the truth. It was for me and it is for these guys. So Christian Craig, I'll start with him. I just want more. I don't know if he's just dealing with some head stuff. I just want to see that, that flair, that style. But he's also not made huge mistakes, big crashes. He had the crash at Anaheim 1, the whoops. But he's not made the highlight reel or brain fart. So um, Christian runs on confidence. And if you want to hear a good potty with Christian, get over to Gypsy Tales. Latest pod is insane. Christian, I've known him for a long time, young kid. Since he's a young kid, a pro BM, a world champion BMXer before he turned moto, son of Mike Craig. Um, now he's the dad of three beautiful kids and an amazing wife and a great family man that hauls ass. So I just want the best for that guy. Um, P11, I just... I can't wait to see more. Uh, Joey Savacci, 10.99. Dude, Rick Ware Racing, crushing. Needs. He, I know he's probably not stoked. The guy's super hard worker and wants more. Adam Cianciarello, 6.11.8 on the Monster Energy Kawasaki. Dude, 
so stoked to see him finishing races out, walking through that process, as he call it, of rebuilding his mind, his body, being okay with where he's at. And it shows he's he's there. He's getting good starts. He's not he's not um, too scared to get a whole shot. He's not and and run his laps and fall into where he falls in and improve each race. But the pace that he has to ride at that he's not comfortable yet is a, a violent pace. So interesting to see his next five rounds. How he uh, I say five because I look at five. You know you know six seven more weeks of that. Just getting that back that flow that speed will give him enough time. Justin Barsha, um, eleven eight six for eighth. Not his best night coming off the podium. Um, yeah, just, I think he has been inconsistent, um, but it feels deep, right? Um, Aaron Plessinger, 877, showed some speed, kind of an invisible night as such, but really, uh, he's, he's, you know, beating the likes of Barsha, Cincerello, Christian Craig, Colt Nichols, so, do you expect him to beat Cooper Webb in that? He's a number two guy, so, he's not soaked, but. You know, you expect him four seven really in this class. So AP is right kind of where he's slaughtered to be. Just needs to get that start and go with him. P six Eli Tomek, he made a mistake tripling on off the track, big crash. I'm tired. Lucky for Eli, he's safe, right? And lucky for us, the fans, that he's safe. You could tell when he went, he went off that jump, seat bounce on that on that tabletop and. It went sideways, and uh, it really didn't go sideways. He just wasn't aimed on the track and off the tough blocks, and he hit his head the early, but he kind of got lucky across the tough blocks. He owned it. Um, yeah, man, they're going for it. They are going for it. So 3-2-13 for Eli Tomac, and um, yeah, he's bad, dude. He's just another level. Uh, Dylan Ferenz of the P5, 4.65. Sneaky, quiet fifth. Um, I'm impressed. He's kind of, I think, building as well. Uh, building as well. Cooper Webb, uh, that little knockdown really upset his night, but he picked his head back up, and he's, he's proved me wrong, man, and I'm stoked to see it. He is hauling ass. He's absolutely ripping, making big moves, riding with aggression, and for all those guys that said he can't ride whoops or he's not riding whoops, that's bullshit. He is riding whoops so well. His bike looks so good. He's turning down. They've got that Red Bull KTM on lock for him, and it's it's very, very clear. He's going to win races. Um, stoked for Coop and his program. Um, he deserves it like many other guys. But look for Coop to continue to improve. You got Ken Roxon P3. This is probably my – I know he didn't win – he didn't even have a moto, but I can say that's the best Ken Roxon I've seen in a long time. That on-off, I jumped out of my seat, that opening lap, and went on that tabletop and over the single onto the next tabletop. That was incredible, right? He, Jason Thomas, who I have the utmost respect for and really lean on for that in-house, he's so detailed in his correspondence, his messaging, talked about Cooper Webb, I'm sorry, Ken Roxon not doing things on the Suzuki that made him look like that superstar status, and I'd agree. I didn't think of it like that, so I'm, I'm not trying to rip his Jason Thomas's statement off. I'm going, that was a great statement. I'm going to use that to explain to you that, yes, Jason Thomas is correct. I didn't see Ken doing things that were like, that were different than the others, right? Bubba did things different. Jet does things different. When you start doing things different, feet on the pegs through the turn, manualing stuff, coming around turns certain way. On that Suzuki, since we've seen him on it, and I'm not talking shit, we just haven't seen special things until Saturday night. The on-off, the corner speed, the trajectory. He fought for position, He and then it's just incredible, you know? Absolutely incredible. You know, he had that slide out, but he didn't. He never let his spirit break. Where I've seen, we've seen Kenny in the last couple of years, spirit broken if it didn't go right. He's been fit. He's been strong. So fuck yeah, Ken Roxon, you're back um, in the right area. Is he back to 100% Kenny? I don't know, but he's back on that progressive insurance. He starts Suzuki. Yes, he's got a Kickstarter. Yes, they should probably figure out electric start, but 
whatever. We know they're not. He looks good, man, and confidence, like I said, but those lights guys is key. Can he carry that speed, that trajectory into the next couple of rounds? Who knows? Jason Anderson, aggressive. Uh, El Hombre, big fan, as you know. Um, he's, he's he's ripping. 5-1-3 for uh, second overall. Chase Sexton, just above him. And um, Jason made a statement. He He's not making friends. He's knocking people down. He's uh, wants to be up front, and um, that, that's clear. And uh, he, you know, had the title. He was a title contender coming in, and he's let his emotion maybe get to him in that injury, that crash a one. So I look for Anderson to consistent be on the box and causing trouble the rest of the way through the series. And you have Chase Sexton in that um, Ken Block inspired gear one five one. Made some bike changes, I heard. Um, got the thing to calm down with some high speed, it looked like. Yeah, just He's on, dude. The kid's a weapon. He's strong. He's fast. Speaks well. And that's it, right? It's just, it's incredible to see what he's capable of and how easy it looks when he's on. So, you know, it's it's just incredible. So, in the wrapping up the points for the lights, you have overall points: Jet Lawrence, R.J. Hampshire, Cameron McAdoo at 26, 23, 21; Oldenburg, 19, and Max Fullen, 18. Right. In in the 450, you have. Eli Tome at 69, Cooper Webb 65, Chase Sexton tied at 65, Ken Roxon 58, Anderson 55, Ferrandez 54, Barsha 48, Plessinger 45, Cincerella 43, and Savachi in 10th at 39. It's not, they're not running away, man. That's, that's so, it's great for us as fans that this is so tight. Series is amazing. We go into Houston this weekend. Yeah, the zombie Chris Blos. Filling in um, on the, uh, sorry, the Monster Energy Pro Street Kawasaki. That's going to be incredible for us to see him out there on that thing. Talon Hawkins making his pro debut. Will Deegan race? I don't know. I haven't really checked or not, but I hope he does in his uh, pro debut, official pro debut. But the racing's gnarly. Um, it's crazy to see the guys of uh, the likes like Dean Wilson, so just in a rough spot. Dean puts a lot of pressure on himself. I've watched his vlog as a fan. He talks about that anxiety. And one thing I want to say is, I've been reflecting of my lackluster Supercross career. I was a great rider in it, but I only really raced West Coast always as I was a test rider, like you know. So to get paid, I had to be at home and not get hurt. I remember sitting in that tunnel being fucking scared shitless of like obstacles of not knowing how to tackle them and I don't know why I just it just dawned on me like how much anxiety I get of being scared. I don't know if that's what these, some of these guys are dealing with, but I was dealing it with like obstacles and and understanding how I was going to get them get them right or whoops and these guys are humans, you know. They they are real humans that have to deal with real shit, you know, families, and um, anxiety's real, and depression's real, and mental health's real, and I'm that guy, kind of hard in the F up kind of guy, but I do reflect on races and being scared. Uh, Glenn Helen, I've been a few, you know, Daytona, I was scared of the ruts, and there's been other races I've been scared of ruts, and just up faces of triples, and it's not a good feeling, right? It's not fun, and us as fans forget how scary these tracks are um and these guys risk it all because they're just freaking warriors so just when you're in this and you're on your couch or you're in the stands just or you're in your car listening to this if you listen to this podcast these guys that are doing this across the globe australia north america europe brazil wherever they are they're one percentile one percenters, man. These guys are something special that are able to get through these tracks at the speed they are, at the level of intensity. But unfortunately, it comes a big cost of mistakes. So, like I said, I was just reflecting on some of the races I've been to where I've been absolutely petrified to do things. And I did it, or I didn't do it, or I crashed and did it. Um, and on that note, Ryan Hughes had a really good Instagram 
post about, um, you know, being comfortable and, and dictating how you do things. And I thought that it was just so great how he did it. So I, I would suggest you get over to Rhino Global's Instagram. Something that I thought was just absolutely amazing how he talks about predicting your own way, right? It's how it's putting confidence in it. He's watching some writers, so hey, let's listen to this. He's a character, right? Anyways, um, so what did I see this weekend? I saw two things that really stood out in my eyes. Well, a couple things, but one thing that really stood out in my eyes, and that was from Ken Roxon and Eli Tomac. So you get a lot of people that are riding defensively, meaning they're focused on what if, what could, what might happen. That means they're always behind what the bike is doing. They're always feeling like they're playing catch-up from what the bike is doing because they're riding defensively. Defensively, all reaction is going to come out. And again, reactions from the past. But if you looked at Kenny and you looked at Eli and you look at the top guys, but two things that uh, really made a difference in, in what I saw was the first lap of the first race, Kenny jumped on, jumped off that tabletop. I don't know if he did it all day, but that was the first time I saw it. I could be wrong that anybody else did it, but that was the first time I saw it. And that was the first moto, almost like the first lap. So that just shows that they're in offensive thinking. They're making what they want to happen. They're making what's going to happen and what should happen and not in a mindset of what I don't want to happen, what could happen, or maybe what's happened from the past. Because to be a very good rider, you have to have a very bad memory, meaning don't bring the past into the present right and to ride with that offensive mindset there has to be a lot of trust there has to be experience and there has to be more will there has to be more skill than will don't let your skill don't let your will become more powerful than your skill your skill always has to outperform your will if that makes sense so i just saw a lot of different riders because we saw a lot of uh, so you know that's rhino founder rhino power uh love him or hate him man i Love that. And this will be a weekly segment of a Rhino rant, right? They are a sponsor of this podcast and more skilled than will. I think um, that's very true, right? And we talked about Ken Roxon and blew my mom going on off. That Stewart-esque, that Roxon-esque thing, that 1% better than everyone else first lap, trusting that they can do it, believing that they can do it. Where guys like me would will themselves to it, then eat shit. The pressure words to come to me that I would try to do something and not be mentally prepared and my will was more than my skill. And I would say very probably Rhino's will is a lot more than his skill sometime or something gets in the way. There's Ryder's will that outpowers their skill a lot. And that was a cool rant by Rhino. Um, I love it. I love that offensive mindset, not defensive. Don't look back, you know. Um going to Talon Hawkins over the triple. He looked back. I think I'm sure Nathan Ramsey talked about it. Look forward, race forward, be on the offense, on the defense. Much easier said than done, right? We all want to be better. So have a plan. Get on that track. Know where you want to go. Know what you want to do. I guarantee you Ken Roxon said, if I get that whole shot, when I get that whole shot, I'm going to go inside, outside. I'm going to triple on. When I triple on, I'm going to land short so I drive with my legs up and make that jump. He didn't come around that turn and make shit. I'm just going to do that. He had that offensive mindset. So I'm going to start these once a week with these recaps. The Rhino rant. Um, love him, man. You love him or hate him. But I think you have to respect him. So yeah, that's that, man. That's some Supercross chat, some mindset chat. Um, let's go into some dad life, man. It was my middle son. I can't believe I say that. Middle son, Noah's. 10th birthday. Noah's my stud soccer player, and he's 10 now. So I have an 11-year-old, a 10-year-old, and a 4-month-old. And, yeah, then to me, I think I'm 20 sometimes. And balancing riding in sport and balancing getting my own, like I've talked about, and making my wife happy and making sure I hold a job down and pay the bills and make sure I do this podcast because that's good for me. I, I, I'm stoked people send me comments, but I don't really do this podcast for you. I do this for me. It helps me decompress my mind, talk about things that bother me. It's my form of therapy, and I'm stoked that some of you find value in it. 
Um, I like to talk about racing. Um, I like to decompress and find what you do that helps you decompress. I'm up at 4 a.m. I'm getting on my bicycle at 5. I'm meeting some riding partners to go go get my thing. Go do that. Then get focused for work. Plan my stuff. Try to balance my time. I can be so much better, I believe, at balancing my time and saying no. So for those of you that are struggling, find the time. I know it's colder in the winter. It's harder. It's cold. It's cringe. But you will feel better. Get up. Breathe. Get that fresh air in. Go for a walk. Get moving early. I'm lucky to live on the Gold Coast of Australia where the culture is very athletic-driven. It's warm in the mornings. It's sunny. It's beautiful or wet. But it's people are out and about, man. And it's something that's very confidence-inspiring. It's very encouraging. So, you know, Rhino talks about some of that on his Instagram, and it seems unattainable. But don't kid yourself. I work five days a week, 40-plus hours a week. Get my rides and check my Strava. Get over, check my Strava, see what I'm doing. I'm not doing a huge volume, but I'm getting better. I'm losing some weight. I stopped drinking right around the first of the year just because it was becoming a habit, not because I have a drinking problem. I need to lose some weight. I need to feel better. I don't want to have an excuse when I don't perform. Fuck, I shouldn't have drank those beers during the week. So yeah, alcohol-free, I'm feeling better. I'm not saying not to drink, but I'm doing these things to make sure I'm a better me. And I encourage you, don't do everything at once. Start ticking things off to make you a better you. If you have an aching knee, an aching back, go to the chiropractor, go to the doctor. It's not going to fix itself. It's probably just a stretching thing, IT bound, foam roll. But don't not do anything because that's the definition of insanity. Doing the same thing over and over, as you know, and expecting a different result. So I'm working on that myself. I encourage all of you to do it yourself. Thanks to all that support this podcast, the ones that listen, the ones that message me about thanking them for talking real talk. But once again, check it out. IntenseCycles.com, Fresh New Bikes, Rhino Power, MX Store, ODI, TLD. All those that helped me out, I appreciate it. This weekend, Noah's birthday party. I'll be barbecuing some sausages on the grill. Going to ride Gap Creek on Sunday. Haven't been out there with Mason. It's been real, guys. Thanks for tuning in this episode of the My Two Will Life podcast. Enjoy some face to face. I know you've been waiting for it. See you.